say to Coach Stoops, uh, you and your family have been nothing but supportive to me uh, since the day I stepped foot on campus. Um, I want to say thank you for you know, just giving me the opportunity to be part of such a historic program and great, uh, great university. How about that? Pretty well said, right? Very well said. I was going to run it open from the archives, but it had a couple uh, mule shoe clips in it talking about, well, Ky Kyler can do whatever he wants. He can go play football, baseball, whatever. I thought the text line would get mad at me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll still run it later in the show. Who knows? That was part of his uh, Heisman speech, though, thanking Bob Stoops. Which begs the question, will his Heisman trophy, or his Heisman statue, rather, um, be a picture of him or a, a pose of him with the football in the pocket and then his dad standing in the back with his arms, arms crossed. crossed. I, put out a, <laughs> I put out a tweet on our ref page. It's that long run uh, in the West Virginia game. I think it was OU's first touchdown of the game. And it showed Kevin in the stands. And it's that signature pose, just oh, arms yeah. crossed and not smiling whatsoever. Uh, that's great. You know, I, Kevin will be there, and I, I wonder if he'll smile on Saturday. This is this is our final opportunity. That, think about that, Teddy. A lot of big things are going to be happening on Saturday. I know. This is our final opportunity to get a smile out of Kevin Murray. It's, it's a big moment. It could be. Who knows? Kyler could break down and say all he ever wanted was his dad to tell him he did a good job. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> you know? let's make it real awkward on Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all right. No, that's that's cool. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be cool. So he's got his event Friday night at the Omni, right? I think. Oh, I had no idea it was at the Omni. Is that that's where it's at? Oh gosh, I hope I didn't get that wrong. Are you going? No. Oh, I've got a radio show from three to six. <laughs> Loser. He didn't even get invited <laughs> to Kyler's Heisman. Hey, I was deal. invited. I was invited to that. Baker's got an event Friday night. Um, I think that one's a, what a top golf yep. or something. There's all kinds of stuff going on, which is cool. Yeah, I think even uh, there's a some of the guys from the '70s and the '80s are going to be here this weekend, and they're going to have a get together at a uh, local Norman establishment on Campus Corner. So nice. all of the groups are kind of getting together for the spring game weekend. And uh, my understanding, there's going to be players from the '70s in town, players from the '80s in town. I mean, you're, you're going to have a lot of. Uh, decades uh, represented this weekend which is going to be pretty cool very cool. you're not going to get you're not going to give a shout out to the players from the 90s as if they don't exist <laughs> that did sound bad i think some players from the 90s will be here as okay. well i think they have their own get together someplace my goodness <laughs> did you get invited to that one too uh, what the yeah the night the players from the 90s are having to get together in like weatherford uh it's somewhere wow. out, out in the middle of Jeez. nowhere Jeez, okay i can't believe you did that no yeah, there's know. there's all kinds of stuff going on there's i think the um the uh, Soul Mission is having a uh, a brunch get together before the game and before Kyler's thing on Saturday. It's gonna be it's gonna be busy. It's happening. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a busy weekend. What what's his lasting uh, legacy? I, I guess his lasting legacy will be the, uh, the the statue that's out there at Heisman Park. But what's he best remembered for um, in his short time at OU? At least it felt like it was a short time. He was here for three years, I guess. Boy, that's a that's an interesting question. He was here for a long time, but I feel like his I feel like we didn't get enough, you know, because we just had that one year, and then we had Hertz for one year, 
it was all so quick. I wish we would have uh, been able to see him for multiple years. Um, what's his his what's the lasting impression? I it, it, there's not really one play that sticks out. I mean, there are a couple of plays that stick out, but I don't want to really tie him to those because they're in losses. Like I, the the run against Texas was amazing. It mounted that comeback. Yeah. Um, that would that would be his the immediate thing you think of if they if they go and win that game. Yeah, I mean we're talking about one of the best OU Texas games ever, and he's directly tied to that. But okay, go on. One of the plays in, against Alabama where he scrambled around, stepped up in the pocket, and to, threw a to Rambo right deep ball on the money. Uh, that play to me sticks out. Uh, the run just, against West Virginia. Yeah. Maybe the throw to uh, who was that? Um, was that Calcaterra? I guess in the end zone against Texas. Yeah, the Big Twelve championship game. And maybe that's maybe that's it. You know, from losing to Texas, uh, the confrontation with Sam Ellinger on the field, and then coming back and beating him in the Big Twelve championship. Um, maybe that's it. He was uh, he was great in that game. He was he was great all around. I. He, it was it was weird because we went from Baker, who made even the easy look um, not hard but entertaining. It was entertaining to watch Baker do anything. Right, um, you go from that to Kyler, who makes the most difficult things in the world look totally normal and and run of the day. So uh, it was. I don't know. The ease in which he operated an offense at a level that really, I, I think statistically, was Lincoln's best offense. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, what's his lasting legacy or what? how is he going to be remembered? I mean, I think he'll be remembered as, even though it was a very short time, one of the best. Some might even argue the best quarterback that OU's had in the modern era. I've made that argument. Yes, and I, you have against me. And I don't necessarily – I. Uh, you know, I've got I've got players that, you know, tug on the heartstrings a little bit more, and I think we're more entertaining to watch. I mean, sometimes it's not just about how good you are; it's how entertaining are you. And like Baker was more entertaining because everything looked like it was just flying by the seat of his pants at every moment, and Kyler made everything just look. Routine. Yeah, he really did. It didn't look like he had to try all that hard. Like I think his did his Twitter bio. I think forever it said it's easy on it, and yeah. he's made it look, he's made it look very easy, including the touchdown run against Texas that we just mentioned, that touchdown throw against Alabama to Rambo. Everything just looked so easy for him, and I think it for the most part in college it was easy for him. Yeah, um, like you but, look at um, you look at Baker's Heisman statistics. Um, and Kyler's, they're really close in the passing stuff. 4,600 yards for Baker to, I think, 4,300 for Kyler. Um, 43 for Baker, touchdowns 42 for Kyler. Uh, right there within one interception of each other. But the difference is Kyler ran for 1,000 yards on top of that in 12 rushing touchdowns. And it's not that Baker didn't scramble and make yards um, and, and have some rushing touchdowns. He did, but... Nowhere near what you got from Kyler. Yeah. Well, he was he was incredible, man. Uh, the, the only thing that he could have done better 
is wait four years to play after Baker Mayfield was here. You know, I, well, the, 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 the timing in terms of, I guess, who the coach was here, it worked out well for him, but just following that type of player was always going to be difficult. But he did as good of a job as you could have asked for, and, Kyler. And that's not it. You know, he also he also transferred in and waited a long time for his opportunity, right? You know, when, when Baker got that extra year, when Joe Castiglione left the horse head in somebody's bed, I don't know whose, and then uh, they changed that vote and Baker got that extra year. Uh, Kyler, I, you know, I'm sure he was upset by that and wanted his, his time, but he remained patient, only had one year to take advantage of, and went and won the Heisman. That's Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Uh, Kyler makes yelling at Cliff Kingsbury look easy, says the texter <laughs> in the 405. That's true. Uh, Baker got that extra year. Kyler had to be bothered by that. He didn't – I mean, it didn't really feel that way. And But I, I do think there was – all right, Like we may have the best quarterback coming back in college football in 2017, but we also know what we have behind him. Like, we've got to find a way to get Kyler Murray involved in the offense in 2017. And they, they, they did just that. Yeah. They did that. They 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 made that work as best they could. Yep. No, it's um it's pretty wild, you know, that you had Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray on the like that's your number 1 and number 2 quarterback. It's, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy that you have both of those guys there. Uh, from the 405, I'm I'm about to get off work in about 15 minutes. Do we have any big stories today? Yeah, big story of the day is the current spring game score is red team five, uh, white team two. That's the current spring game score currently. Yeah, I know the game's not until Saturday. But what do that's, you mean? That's the score. Well, last night, remember when we talked yesterday about the part where teams have an opportunity to earn points throughout the week? Well, let me guess. Hang on. If it's five to two, that means – at some point, the defense forced a punt because they get nothing. five for a punt and the offense gets two. Actually, it does have something to do with football. Today's didn't. So the videos they've released, they had, I think, um, three different 40-yard dash races last night, and it consisted of everything from players to yeah. like assistant coaches. Like Chavis was out there running last night, and nice. he got beat. So I, I think the offense won that one. Or excuse me, the defense won that one, I believe, two to one. Defense had a two to one lead last night, and it looked like they did a hot wing eating contest today, Woo. which the offense won. So the offense is now up five to two. I, I don't. I'm just relaying what's been going on here. I like it. That's good stuff. That's fun. Um, wing eating contest. Hot wing the, eating contest. Because the yeah. offensive line, I'm <laughs> yeah. guessing, not a big shock there. That's good. That's the big. That's the big story of the day that we have a score. First time ever I, I we're going to attend a game where there's a score before the, the game's even started. So that's that's kind of interesting. That's good. That's good. Was there a call from Toby Rowland on any of those? On the, on the hot wing eating contest? We'll edit those uh, in at a later date, I'm sure. And the offense has five. <laughs> <laughs> Other big story, the uh, forecast for Saturday continues Woo! to look promising. High of 63 degrees, yeah. which is about eight degrees warmer than what we saw on Monday. 14 miles per hour wind. So Teddy was hoping and praying that me sitting in the south end zone would mean the wind's blowing right in my face. Uh, that does not look like that that's going to be the case. Right. Yeah. Could have decent weather. It looks awesome. Um, 
mid-60s, low wind, sun out, about all you could ever ask for for a, uh, a spring weekend. Now, we may get some weather between now and then, but uh, that's awesome. I love it. That's perfect. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's good to have good weather whenever you have all these festivities coming in. And let's be honest, like, we wouldn't want it to be this way. But the weather would have a major contributing uh, factor in how many people show up. 100%. It's a $15 ticket, and I know that $15 means more to some folks than it does others. But, um, you know, a lot of people would, would give up the $15 to not have to go sit in, you know, 50-degree uh, weather with a 20-mile-an-hour north wind hitting them in the face where it feels like it's about 35 so uh, the fact that the weather's holding off, that's going to help attendance big time. I guess another big story is um, this has been a banged-up football team this spring, unfortunately. Yeah. And Marcus Major wasn't at practice yesterday. Sounds like he could be a little banged up as well. So the running back depth going into this game with Barnes already hurt and Emeka Megwa been injured for a while. Mm. The running back depth, I mean, it's not at a uh, – right terrible situation but it's not it's definitely not ideal right you'll have chapman mccown out there the true freshman walk on you'll have uh sawchuck out there you'll have tawi walker out there like so you'll have some bodies but not six or seven deep like you were when this whole thing started right um there's still plenty of tickets left um it's hard to Hard to estimate how many are left, but um, yeah, someone told us there. yesterday, like, oh, how hard is it, guys? Just go on there and count up all the dots that are uh, taken. So yeah. yeah, maybe you can do that throughout the show today. All right. Well, uh, running back is, you know, Majors had he's had injury issues, you know, and and I don't know why he's why he was sitting out. I haven't heard, haven't inquired, no clue. But um, yeah, I. What he, whatever he's done now, as long as it's not something serious, is not necessarily what you worry about. It's the worry is the trend, right? It's been difficult for him to stay available for extended periods of time. Um, the good news is that I like the talent in that room. Uh, assuming Barnes has no issues with whatever he's uh, had to deal with. He, he gets back to full strength by fall camp, and you'd like to have him actually back for the summer. Those young guys need that summer development. I like Solchuk and – Caleb Hicks. Hicks is – Sounds like he's had a nice spring. For an early arrival, he's a guy that's had a really nice spring. They like him a lot. He's, uh, he's pretty big. He's physical. And here's the, the, the guy that doesn't get a whole lot of, of talk – it's Tawi Walker, dude. I'm just telling you right now, that guy is an absolute load. He he's their most physical back. Now, maybe that's, that's major shocking. if he's if he's healthy and we could see him for extended snaps, but we just haven't seen enough of him. I'm telling you, Tawi Walker is like But he's available. That's why I would give it. him the edge to be that I, I don't I don't even want to say like third back. I just that that he's going to have a role. He's more likely to have a role this year than I think Marcus Major is because well, he's just he's available, man. He's the guy that it would not shock me if, you know, when we're talking about the spring game after it's all done that he's going to be like your leading rusher. 
Uh, he's the type of guy that will go out and do that. He's tree trunk legs, extremely physical, runs behind his pads. Like he reminds you more of like he's he's the closest thing we've had to uh, to Samaj P. Ryan. Like that's that's how he. He runs. had a pretty good scrimmage a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Couple of touchdowns. One was a long touchdown run. Correct. Yeah, he's. I'm. I'm telling you, he is a guy you do not want to tackle. Uh, he's a. He would be a great third back closer, um, that the other team just does not want to see check in whenever they know the run's coming. All right, quick timeout. Hit the text line six five one three four three nine in studio today. Bonus day, baby. Here on a Wednesday, we'll be back. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about more Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. Rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, and yeah, you weren't fooled that first segment. It is Teddy Lehman on a Wednesday, but don't don't worry, guys. We're not going to overwork this guy to death this week. I mean, he does have to work on Saturday for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Teddy will be uh, off uh, tomorrow on Thursday, so uh, you can all relax. We're not going to overwork Teddy this week, especially on spring game week. He'll be off tomorrow, but he is on today. Uh, I 24-7 had their projected um, records for all the SEC teams this year, and I noticed they have Missouri going 6-6 six and six and Florida going 5-7. and seven. Now, if the rumors are true, that's two-thirds of your three permanent rivals in your first year in the SEC. Yes. And I think it's always a good year to play Missouri because, well, it's Missouri – but with Florida, if 24-7's right and they roll off a 5-7 and seven in Napier's second year, like it could be a pretty good time to face those three permanent opponents that's been floated out there your first couple of years in that league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't have any real worry of Missouri ever turning Unless into Brad a, Smith. Yeah, turning into a juggernaut um, that could be really difficult for them. Florida always, I wouldn't say worries you, but you know they what, can get back pretty quickly. Yeah, you know I what mean, they, they're in a state that has a ton of great recruits, the right coaching hire there, and the right you know handful of players. Like, can you imagine? I don't know where Anthony Richardson's going to get drafted. Probably going to be in the top ten, but can you imagine had uh, he had a couple more years there or a little bit more development like? Like that could have changed Florida for sure for the for the better. So you worry about them a little bit, but God, the timing would be nice. Doesn't right? Florida have the unique knack to be either elites, like really good, best offense in the country, maybe the best defense, or just god awful and barely struggling to make a bowl game? Mm-hmm. I, I, it hasn't been like that every year, but they've kind of been on both sides of it a couple of different times the past fifteen years or so. You know, it's really wild whenever you think about. Um, how long is it? They won the championship in oh eight and oh six. Oh eight and oh six. Play? Did they play for it in oh seven? Uh, no, that was LSU and Ohio State. Okay. Um, I. They really have been incredibly inconsistent since then, and really haven't been all that good. At, have a, they? at a job that you would think could really yield some consistent results yeah. you know like it's in the toughest conference for sure but you're in the state which now I think that you have the best recruiting 
their facilities aren't elite, but there's everything you need to win there at a high level. And they've had a ton of coaches roll through there since Spurrier left. Yeah. In the early 2000s. You know, they um, – and it's not like – it's not like – I know Florida State won the championship in, what, 13? Yep. So you do have a, a national championship there, I guess, within the last decade. But I, for the most part, it's not like Miami and, and Florida State and, and anyone else in Florida have just been cruising along. I mean, you've had plenty of opportunity to kind of take the state – as far as the in-state schools and and grab it and try and get the best players out of the out of the group and they've recru- they they recruit reasonably well especially considering some of the seasons that they've had but man it's it's been so up and down Dan Mullen had a couple of of nice years what they went 10 and 3 in 2018 and 11 and 2 in 2019 and um you know won the peach bowl won the orange bowl but then they're right back down uh, they had eight win season and two six and seven seasons in a row, and they're knocking on the door of of kind of collapsing again. So I, I'm just looking at the number of head coaches that Florida's had um, since Steve Spurrier left in '01. They've had Ron Zook, they mm-hmm. had Charlie Strong. I think that was an he was an interim uh, head coach. Then you had Urban Meyer, and you get it rolling with Urban Meyer and win a couple titles. He kind of leaves the program in shambles when he leaves. Shocker. Then you have Will Muschamp. Then you have Jim McElwain, uh, you have Dan Mullen, and then now currently you're on Billy Napier. So in terms of Power 5 programs, they've got to be near the top of the most head coaches uh, since 2002. Last, what, 21 years. Yeah. Uh, since since Urban Meyer left, uh, his last season was, was 2010. They've got four. They're on their sixth, since, sixth yeah. full-time head coach since then. And they've got four 10-win seasons. Jeez. In in what uh, ten years or more? I guess it'd be eleven years. They'll get it going at some point uh, in the next ten years, and when they get it going, they're going to be really tough to beat if that's on your schedule on a yearly yeah. basis. That that that'll be that'll be tough. It's crazy. It felt like Urban Meyer was there for a long time. He was only there for six seasons. Yeah, got in, got out, won a couple titles, left the place in shambles after. <sighs> it's the Urban Meyer way. <laughs> I, and, yeah, it's crazy because he did the, the exact same thing at Ohio State. Now, left Ohio State a little bit better, obviously, but, um, yeah, that's wild. Russ in Atlanta, you know full well that the floor idiots will have OU visit the Swamp the last Saturday of August. Oh, gee, yikes. Yeah. I'm sure it's not better, much better in uh, December – or, excuse me, September. I'm sure it's still pretty brutal there, but August, yeah, no thanks on that one. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, Missouri. How many? How many have they had? How many coaches have they had uh, since Gary? Well, Gary yeah. Pinkle was there for a while, right? Since and he didn't. He left fairly recently, but they've had. And I guess Barry Odom was there for a nice stretch, but man, um, I I don't feel great that Missouri is. Uh, about to mount any type of comeback. No, neither. I in six and six, what uh, the athletic has projected them at. I think that that is optimistic when you go look at Missouri's schedule. Right. Because South Carolina's got a chance to be pretty good this year. We know what Georgia is. We know Tennessee's going to be good. Uh, I think Kentucky's going to be pretty solid as well. Uh, Missouri's going to have to hustle to not finish as the only team in front of and, and maybe they're worse than Vanderbilt this year. I think they lost to Vandy last year, if I remember correctly. I think I have that right. 
So yeah. there's a chance Missouri could finish last in the SEC East, which means they'll be looking for a, ne- a new head coach this offseason. Right. Yeah. Um, man, I you kind of – like the way we're – where we're sitting right now, I mean, it would be – I think we're all, you know, kind of in that mode where it would be awesome to go to the SEC and, you know, play Tennessee and – I, I don't know. Everyone's got maybe a, a couple of different teams that they wish we played every year, but we may want to ease into it. Uh, yeah, met Florida being some, a little bad yeah. and Missouri being yeah. Missouri and uh, Texas being massively overhyped, which, by the way, that yeah. ESPN FBI story that we talked so much about yesterday, they had like a follow-up to that, like big takeaways as ESPN writers, and there was like, well, who's, who's – uh, Rated way too high, who's rated way too low. They had about four or five people sound off on the ranked way too high. And it was mostly everyone saying, yeah, I don't see it with OU in Texas. Like, I see Texas is ranked five and OU's ranked 11. I feel like basically everyone said, yeah, OU and Texas are the two teams here who are ranked way too high. Yeah. Okay. And not a whole lot to argue with that. I mean, I depending on how you, you build the – like. I refuse to believe that the Texas is not an outright fabrication. I do not believe that there's any way that whatever formula they used spit out Texas as the number five team. I, I just, I flat out do not believe that. Like Oklahoma at 11, I, I, could, I could probably make the argument that Oklahoma is too low if it's going off like recent history and sure, recruiting, yeah. but I I'm happy with with where that is and and honestly I'd prefer if we were back a notch. I, I mean, like we said yesterday, that, that's the kindest and friendliest preseason ranking that I've seen for OU this entire offseason. Yeah, I have not. I mean, in, in some of them they've been outside the top twenty five, but I definitely haven't seen eleven. But sure, man, like that's. If this team, like, I think this team will probably start in the neighborhood of 21 to 25. Yeah. And maybe towards the back end of that 25, like, 23, 24, somewhere in there. And that's that's fine. That's okay. Like, it's let, – let that team start on the fringe top 25, maybe get hot to start the year and see what happens. Yeah. And, you know, we um, – I think that – I think that we will be in a really good place – before the start of the 2024 season, except for, well, I, I don't want to, I, I still think we could find ourselves in like the, the position group that has the longest way to go before the 2024 season is defensive line. I and mean, that's the hardest to fix I, in just a year, right. year's time. Yeah. I, I love where we're going to be at safety. I love where we're going to be at, at um, corner. I think we've, we've upgraded there. I think I think um, backer in a year's time, especially if Stutzman has a good year and comes back, and you get the development you're looking for. Yeah. That's a spot where you could say OU's as good as linebackers they've been in a while. I think I think we could be strong at backer. Um, offensive line I think has a chance to be really good. Um, you know, skill position guys. I think you would hope. I don't know. I don't know what what's going to happen this year, but you feel like Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson. Uh, along with the guys that they continue to bring in, and I don't know exactly who on the roster might be uh, sticking around for another season next year, but uh, quarterback, I like where we'll be at quarterback and running back. 
a lot of position groups look really, really strong for the future. Defensive line's got to come around. I mean, that's just that plain and simple. We've, we've got to come a long way at defensive I, line. I don't know if this is like a best-case scenario for this year, but I could see us having – the same conversations a year from now and saying, yeah, they're, they're, they're a lot better across the board than where they've been recently. Your two biggest question marks are quarterback and defensive line. Would yeah. you be all that shocked if that's what the, the talk is a year from now? That's their two biggest question marks. Um, quarterback just in the sense of unproven. Just, yeah, unproven and defensive line. Better than where you stand today, but still not where it needs to be. I think, I think definitely – I think that's going to be the the line with defensive line no matter what. And I think that there's there's a reasonable chance that our defensive line comes a long way between where we are today and what we see by the end of the season. Um, you know, we've got we've got a couple of young guys that I think could could, could develop well. Um, I know it's not interior defensive line, but if you are if your nails on the edges, that helps a lot and. You know, we got some good young talent there that I think we we could continue to add to. So, yeah, I but I will say at quarterback, like I've said previously, I'm not totally taking it off the table that we actually end up seeing a lot of Jackson Arnold this coming season. You know, so that would be the only reason I would say that maybe we're not saying that about quarterback. Uh, one more. John from Bartlesville says, dudes. Just practice in Tulsa a couple weeks and you're ready for the swamp. Yeah. Is it more uh, humid in Tulsa, that part of the state, than it is yeah. down here? Yeah. Is that, is that accurate? I think so. Um, the bodies of water that are up there, or, or what's the contributing factor to that? I don't know. It's less windy. You know, whenever you have less wind, it it's more humid. So, I don't know. I don't think it's um, – I don't think it's quite Gainesville in August, but it's humid. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Hi, I'm Dot, the safety sentinel. Did you know speeding was the leading cause of work zone collisions in 2020 and 2021? When passing by those orange cones, be sure to take extra precaution. Fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. on this Wednesday, it is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Lloyd says Tulsa area has more vegetation that adds to the humidity. That's why Tulsa's more humid. Bunch of vegetables up there. Basically. Yeah. Vegetarians from the Northeast. That's right. Checks out, right? That's right. Uh, he also says Bob Stoops, first year he brought a spring scrimmage to Tulsa. Would love for BV to do the same. That'd be quite the undertaking to take an entire team up to Tulsa for uh, one spring scrimmage. That is would, that true? That happened? I, 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 I'll trust Lloyd on it. Huh. I, I didn't know that Bob took the team up there and to Tulsa in 99. I guess it makes sense. Wow. They are playing a game this year in Tulsa. Does, do the, uh, can the Tulsans get down with that instead of a practice? Some would say it might be a scrimmage. Wow. Let's hope. Let's... Let's not be too cocky, all right? I know. I'm pulling for Tulsa. 
Which have we heard much about what what's going on in their spring? Up there? I don't think they have. They did they finally hire a defensive coordinator? It's been a while. I I think that I, I don't know if they've hired one yet because they had gone a while without hiring one, and I don't know if that's happened just yet. They play an Ironman football up there. I They're, think Kevin Wilson's just going to coach both sides. Nice. Be fine. What's the what's the worst that can happen, right? Nice. Uh, okay, from the nine one eight. Are we taking for granted that our skill position personnel? Running backs and wide receivers will just be really good. Seems like going into this year is the least amount of re- uh, returning production in memory. Yes. We are, or I am taking for granted that they'll be that good. Um, I tend to believe, which I think we have a lot of, I think we've got a lot, a lot of really good potential there. The running backs, like we're, we are explosive and we are young at running back. Barnes, Sawchuck, Hicks, like we've got some really good potential there with those guys, and I like what they bring. Um, I, wide receiver is really the big question. Um, unproven, not a lot of production, but why, Nick Anderson, if – if he comes around, man, I'm, he's like. It doesn't look like they, uh, to use a Brent Venablesism here. Like, okay, has the production been there? No, and that's fair. But at the same time, does it look like there's a bunch of jags over there at wide receiver? No, like there's some real potential that you that you can see at yeah. wide receiver. And fair, right? Yeah, and, and it sounds like maybe have an opportunity through the transfer portal as well post-spring. Uh, yeah, you so, should feel good about that. So that's that's something that you've got there. you got you still got a, um, the possibility of, of making an addition there. Um, I, I, I think we are in a good spot, but, I mean, the point is true. Maybe we are just taking it for granted that we're going to continue to rebuild, but – I, I, and people know this about me. I believe that if the offensive offensive line is good, it's going to help the quarterback. And when the quarterback, I we got a stud at quarterback, five star kid that looks like he's everything he's been built to be. If you get the offensive line where it needs to be, skill position, like those guys will emerge. Though there's way more skill position players than there is any other position in college football, and I think. We have a really good group that's on campus now, and the ability to continue to add guys in the transfer portal if some of those don't pan out. Well, a wide receiver should look a lot better this year. How many top 30 defense, top 40 defense, top 50 defenses do you see on the schedule for next year? You see any on there? Like For maybe, next, like, like for this coming season? Yeah, like maybe Texas finds a way in the top 40 next year. For defenses? But yeah, that's what I'm, oh, yeah, that's what no. I'm saying. That, like the wide receiver core needs to be better for a lot of reasons, but especially with the level of defense that you're going to see next year. Yeah, you're going to have like, Iowa State, Kansas State, I would guess. Um, you only I, play one of those. Yeah, I'm – Maybe it, maybe it does tick down a little bit, but yes, you're right. For our schedule, I was just thinking through the Big Twelve. Baylor you're might right. have a chance to be top forty. We'll we'll, we'll see with them. Let me ask you a question about Baylor. If it if you're not worried about me uh, no, derailing ahead. the segment, I'm worried about Baylor. You're uh, you're hung up on Joey McGuire leaving, and you think that that's a bigger deal than what most people realize. Well, 
I think, okay, so, you know, I, I think I, I talked about this on air, but um, I, have, I had a friend that was at Wisconsin last year whenever everything went down there, and he's best friends with Aranda. And Aranda wanted that job. The Wisconsin job. And it makes sense. He'd been there previously. Like Wisconsin. Is a better job than Baylor. It's a better job than Baylor. Like, way better. I don't know. But I think it is better. Like, is there a chance that he kind of sees the writing on the wall with McGuire gone? Like, Baylor made their made their hay after Bryles by McGuire knowing everyone in Texas and being able to get like the the hidden gems and bring them in they de- they got great athletes that they could bring in and develop as players that's what they did now mcguire's going to do the same exact thing at tech like he was he was way more key to what they did than i think a lot of people realize and now you're going to be competing for those same players yeah well in tech last year on tech standards had a really good recruiting yeah. class and they're off to a really good start again this year so i i'm just no, I mean, it's a fair point. I did see something earlier today about who's developed the best with five stars, four stars, and three stars. I think it was Baylor that's developed four stars about as well as just about anyone. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see if that development continues to take place. But I think your point is, will they have the same access? Will they get the same four stars and, without Joey McGuire? And I mean, no, it's, it's, it's fair. And, you know, I hate, I hate saying this because I don't want to downplay what Aranda has done because I think he's a really good coach, but – like he took over uh, a roster that Rule had built really well. I mean, there was a bunch of great players on that team um, when they took over, and those guys have started to transition out, and there's not very many of them left. So, I don't know. I'm just I, – I, this is going to be a big year, in my opinion, for, for the future of Baylor. Yeah. Uh, one more text. We'll hit a break. Sean says, yes, Oklahoma had a practice in Tulsa in 1999. Wow. Next time he's on, you should ask him about dressing up like a cowboy for preseason 1999 Oklahoman photo shoot. Wow. Yeah, Teddy could ask him about dressing up as a cowboy for the 99 Oklahoman photo shoot. Can you imagine that? Surely that's on the web. That's on the uh, interweb somewhere. Please let that photo be out there. I mean, I think you have to ask him about it every now and then. Uh, that is that's almost like a, you know what? I'll go to Iowa, type of thing. Like you you take the Oklahoma job and in like the most corny thing of all time, it's like, hey, we want to have you dress up like a cowboy because that's how every Oklahoman dresses every day. You know? What do you think outside the box, guys, <laughs> right. on 99? Yeah. We want everyone to show that you're real Oklahoman. Yeah, so this is how it's going to work next Tuesday. I'll ask Bob about the uh, practice in Tulsa 99. Teddy can do the follow-up question about the cowboy outfit. Wow. That's great. <laughs> I'd like to see it, though. I'm sure I see Tyler's already uh, checking I'm trying <laughs> to find it, and I can't find it. But God willing, we will find it by the end of the show. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. You're simply The Showplace Theater is back at Riverwind and with some of the best acts around. 
like Earth, Wind, and Fire, June 23rd. Collective Soul, July 21st. Josh Turner, July 28th. Dwight Yoakam, August 19th. REO Speedwagon, September 8th. And Chicago, September 15th. It's easy to see why Riverwind is the best casino experience. know what to do if you're stuck on the railroad crossing? Get out of your vehicle. If a train is not approaching, find the blue and white emergency notification system sign on the- Check them out, cavensgroup.com, especially if you have an emergency repair. Again, that's cavensgroup.com. Hey, good news today via the basketball portal. We've been waiting uh, for good news for OU Hoops in the transfer portal. They got it today. Javian McCollum from Siena. 15.9 points per game. Uh, rated as the 10th best available player by 24-7 sports. Yeah. So you need more additions via the portal. Like, literally, you, you, you need more players. But that's a, that's a pretty good place to start for, uh, for old Portal Mosier himself. Sounds like it. I don't know a whole lot, um, obviously, about the kid. But just kind of scrolling through what some people said, sounds like he's actually a really good player. And we'll a see. score is what – you know, yeah. he's a scorer. He can guy the. He's a guy that can go get you points, and that's important. But right. um, that's nice. You need to really add some depth uh, down low here. That's that's what you got to do. Right. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. We need uh, we need some length and athleticism for sure. Well, that's good. That's a good sign. Hopefully, there's uh, there's more to follow. And whenever, you know, clearly, we've seen this in the portal and and even in recruiting that. As soon as you sign one guy, then it helps you perhaps the picture can look better for the future for, for other players to start getting them on board. So yeah, I mean, the, that the, the portal's important for OU Hoops just because they got to fill out a roster and have a better team next year. But all of your peers are getting good players in the portal, too. Like yeah. Texas and, you know, KU's going to get a really nice player, too, via the portal. So everyone else whether they need numbers or not, and I don't know if anyone needs numbers quite like OU in the Big 12 next year, but um, like Houston added a really good player a couple of weeks ago. Everyone's yeah. using it to get better. Tough, 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 tough. Which, you know, that's going to be – we've talked about obviously what this football season is going to look like with the new Big 12. Like the basketball season is going to be really interesting too. It'll be too. Kelvin's first time back to the LNC, right? How do you think he'll be that received? Good. Uh, cheers. I, th I would think that there'd be yeah. overwhelming cheers. For sure. Very I overwhelming cheers, especially because it's not just Kelvin. It's Hollis and Qantas and, uh, and uh, his son as well, Kellen. Yeah. And, you know, they've, they've got a really good thing going there. Um, I don't know what Cincinnati was like this past year. but I don't think they made the tournament. I don't think Cincinnati, BYU, or UCF made the NCAA tournament. Yeah. It, you know, I – it will be interesting, though, to see how those schedules fall. You think th they'll still do it to where they play? They won't play everyone twice, though, right? No, I mean, you can't. Right. You don't have that many conference games. So so I don't know. Like, maybe – I don't know if they'll split it into two divisions or just do it randomly like they were yeah. this year. But, yeah, there's a chance that OU doesn't play Houston and Norman. But, yeah. come on, man. Like, just – that was an era of OU basketball. Just make it to where Houston comes to OU. Just, That's right. Just make it happen, please. Yeah. We'll see what goes down. I mean, that if anything, like that could actually help 
Oklahoma quite a bit that you don't have to go through that gauntlet twice. Um, you know, depending on how the the schedule falls, um, could help you maybe get above water a little bit. Uh, by the way, I'm going to bring up this kid in recruiting just because you saw yeah. him up close like a week ago. Braden Platts, the kid that yeah. you saw in Norman, four-star backer out of the state of Washington. Uh, OU's in his top eight. So I know top eight you roll your eyes at a little bit, but OU might have a chance. Uh, who I mean, he's a top 100 linebacker in the country. Mm-hmm. Good you say, kid. You say he looks like a really good player. Good kid. Um, he he. You know, I I got to talk to him quite a bit. He's he's um, multi-sport athlete. He's like one of the best shot put uh, kids in the entire country. He's um, he's a wrestler. Power cleans over four hundred pounds. Like just Jeez. a really good all around athlete. So interested to see see what happens with him. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two next. Fourteen hundred AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and ninety nine point three FM, K twenty five seven DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Ever wonder why someone would go to the ends of the earth and leap into the unknown? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That's living life anchors up. It's spring football time in Oklahoma, and time for Sooner Nation to pack the palace for the Oklahoma Sooner spring football game on Saturday, April 22nd. Let's welcome home Kyler Murray as he is forever immortalized in Heisman Park with the unveiling of his Heisman statue. There will be a limited quantity of promotional giveaways available for fans who attend the game, including a commemorative Kyler Murray poster. Don't miss your chance to be there and support Team 129. To purchase tickets, visit Soonersports.com tickets. Spring is in the air. The birds are chirping. Flowers are blooming. The sun is shining. And helmets are crashing on the gridiron. It's time for the 2023 spring game. And the home of Sooner fans has the best spring game coverage in the state. Our pregame coverage fires up at 10 a.m. from Campus Corner at Balfour of Norman and Yo Pablo with Sooner guests, analysis, and more until 2 p.m. We've got you covered after the game with the best Sooner football postgame coverage live from Yo Pablo on Campus Corner, 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. following the Sooner Spring Game. That's the Refs 2023 Sooner Spring Game Day coverage live from Campus Corner this Saturday. The home.